following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Blake Lane, here tonight with my co-host, Dustin Smith. Uh, Dustin, we're here to talk about some Auburn Tigers baseball, man. Big positive vibes on this podcast, man. We finally get to talk about a series win, dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, what a performance from the Auburn Tigers on Sunday afternoon. Uh, just down and out, it felt like, and then just roaring back and and making, making it happen with your season on the line. There's so much to talk about tonight, man. But first, uh, Dustin, how was your weekend? Uh, I know I watched your bolts take a – take a painful L the other night in overtime. Uh, man, how was it? Well, game four coming up here in about an hour for us. Uh, we're down two to one, like you said, giving up that goal in the final minute after you dominated the whole game, then kind of the same thing there in overtime. Uh, so we were down two one last year to this very team. So I, uh, I trust the boys. Obviously, you got like a decade now of championship medal that we can look at. But I also worry and say, damn, man, at some point the uh, the ride comes to an end, right? So and yeah, we're getting we're getting older. So we'll see how it goes, man. I'm uh, I'm nervous. I thought about it all day. Well, man, yeah, this weekend there was so much sports going on, Dustin. There, you know, you had college baseball, major league baseball, you know, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. You had uh, Tank Javante Davis. Yeah, you had XFL. You had uh, you had Davis and Garcia in the in the boxing ring and and. Uh, you know, that was one thing that I kind of hyped my weekend around, and and uh, it was just a pure letdown. Uh, once <laughs> once Ryan took the knee, man, I was like, no way. Uh, just a complete snooze fest that I thought was really going to be, uh, you know, kind of put boxing back into the spotlight, you know. And, and it was just, I said, bro, you can't go down like this. Like, you got to at least get up. And go out on your shield and get knocked out. Don't take a knee and quit, you know, like like at least get up and then take another knee or something, like try to catch your breath from that liver shot. Something, bro. Like I want to see you face plant in the ring. Don't take a knee and just not get up. Uh so that that was the snooze fest for me for the weekend, man. I was extremely disappointed in it, but you know, it man. Uh but boxing has the problem that baseball has. Like, mm. it's not promoted well. I knew about yeah. I, I found out that fight was coming a couple of days before, which is often the case now. Like with boxing, mm-hmm. it'll be Wednesday or Thursday, and I'll be like, "Who's fighting Saturday?" Oh, mm-hmm. like I got you know, it's just it's done terribly. Um, on that fight though, it's funny. Just a little shout out to my little brother. I've been telling you for a long time, little bro. I've been telling you for a long time, Garcia ain't about it. I've literally been telling I've literally been telling Tyler Blake for three four years that he will fold in the big moment. Now part yeah. of that is just me talking trash to my little brother, trying to like annoy him talking about his guy. Yeah, but, uh, but it it panned out. So cool beans. <laughs> yeah, man, he folded. Uh, now he's getting called a TikTok and Instagram boxer. So uh, yeah, kind of like that Jake Paul guy. But uh, man, you do Smith Schuster. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but Dustin, man, look, these Auburn Tigers, all right, season on the line. We know we said it last week in Tuscaloosa, but man, uh, you really, you got some projections from D1 baseball last week and 
they kind of gave Auburn a little bit of a pulse and, and, and they still had a little life left being the first team left out of the NCAA tournament, man. So you look in, in, into this weekend and you have Mississippi State, who was one of the first five teams in the tournament. Uh, and, and so you, you look and you're like, hey, you know, we take two out of three, then possibly that's going to bump us into Mississippi State spot. And, you know, that they would fall beneath us and into our spot. So, uh, you know, Tommy Vail goes out Friday and he gives you the performance of a lifetime. I mean, repeatable performances now. I mean, it's starting to yeah. just just go like clockwork with Tommy Vail. Uh, standing ovation for him. Uh, and then, you know, you got Christian Herberholtz. He comes out in game two and he shoves for, I think, five innings. We'll talk about that. Uh, but then the bullpen lets it get away, and then Sunday you have the injury to crotch felt. Things looks like they're just uh, falling off a cliff, man. It looks like it's going terribly wrong. And then, by God, Cooper Murray, all right, Cooper McMurray, bro, comes out of just freakazoid performance and hits both foul poles and says, hey, we're not going home just yet, okay? Uh, we're doing this for Case and Hal. Uh, he said after the game that uh, everybody just just come together and said, hey, do this for Case and Hal, all right? He's a guy that come back, and, and we need to get to the postseason. So I think you saw this team really come together Sunday and, and what Bryson Ware did late in that game. And then Cole Foster, who hadn't got a hit all day, who had been struggling, said his ABs were just absolutely terrible all weekend, comes up with the biggest hit of the year so far, Dustin. Man, what did you think about this performance from the Auburn Tigers in all three games? Well, I think that um, – and we talked about this last series, and it was a trend up until halfway through this series was that the pitching was on point out of mm -hmm. nowhere, and then all of a sudden guys go cold. Um, top of the lineup – for that first first game and a half was was struggling again outside mm -hmm. of Coop maybe you know but like um man <clears throat> just resiliency that like we've seen from these guys all year mm -hmm. and uh you just like season on the line last five out two big series coming up so you're looking saying we got to get this series and then it just seems like and, and shame on everybody who left the ballpark on Saturday yeah have you not been watching this team have you not been watching this team? Now, mm -hmm. listen, I get frustrated, too, when it's – I mean, Sunday, I had to flip over and watch my race for a little bit. They were on at the same time, and it was, you know, 7-0, <laughs> to zero, and I said, damn it, I got to see some strikes. I got to see some strikes. Mm -hmm. um, I just had to kind of watch myself a bad baseball for a little bit. I come back over, you know, and we just start raking. It's just you, you, you can never count these guys out because the lineup – we talked about it a million times, man. It's just so deep. So – all of a sudden, if I look at it and I say, well, man, these are back-to-back -back really good starts out of Tommy Vale. These are back-to-back -back really good starts out of Herbert Holtz. Like, what what we saw from Herbert Holtz with, on Saturday, like we've already said, with basically the season on the line, and mm -hmm. that's not that's not hyperbole because, like you said, if the guys had to come together and say, we got to do this for Kaysen, then they, that means they know it's slipping away. Mm-hmm. So for them to buckle down and, and get that done, for those guys to come in and give us really good starts, it's unfortunate to see Zach. He was kind of struggling out the gate, uh, especially that first inning, which is um, 
is I'm noticing is a thing for him. He's he's a guy that it takes it takes him a minute to get settled in. With Zach, you're almost like let's just get out of the first, yeah. and then and then we'll be okay. And uh, I think that just comes with youth, and I think it kind of comes with. And this isn't a knock on anybody, even though I'm not crazy about the way some of our our stuff has been handled this year. But I understand it from the standpoint of you're just trying to find something that works. But what I'm saying is. Zach starting bullpen, starting bullpen. He's kind of all over the place. So mm-hmm. I can see where a young guy like that is, is kind of struggling to find his role, you know, uh, catches, catches groove and why it takes him a minute to get going. I, I get it. Uh, me and you talked about it a million times. You're saying he's been puppies, right? It's, it's puppies out mm-hmm. here. These guys are just young in a very tough situation. Um, but you saw the veterans, you saw the veterans step up. Uh, very excited to see the young guys like Chris Stanfield, dude, making some good defensive mm-hmm. plays, uh, I mean, yeah, Bobby had a blunder out there. I think when game three comes back, makes a great play. Like, t- tell me this, Blake, defensively, um, is there a better outfield in the SEC than when you have Stanfield, Case and Howell, and Bobby Pierce out there? It's tough, man. Like, they're really, really good, you know. And, and Dustin, one thing – one thing that I'm I'm damn proud of this Auburn team with is is I look at Chris Stanfield Sunday and he had two blunders. All right, he lets a ball go underneath his glove coming in on the do or die. One thing is I didn't think Mississippi State was going to send the guy. All right, mm-hmm. so I, I you know he doesn't come through and field the ball uh, and it gets past him. It clears the bases. Guy gets a triple. And then the the fly ball down the down the left field line. He comes in, he can't find it. Cole's pointing and and it falls in for a hit. It was tough, but man, the way this Auburn team just kind of uh, bonded around him and picked him up and said, "Hey, look, we're gonna need you. All right, at some point in this game, we're gonna need you to make something happen." Because let's be honest, he his hustle won you the game Friday night. And that's why I said he can never be taken out of the lineup for the rest of the year. All right. Tuesday night, he's got to play. All right. He has to play from here on out every single game, Dustin, because he's that much of a difference maker. Case and how he's playing the best baseball of his Auburn career right now. Dude is spanking the baseball. I mean, that ball Saturday was inches from going over the monster inches. If we're playing at any other park, that's a tie (laughs) ball game. All right. That is a tie ball game in any other park in the sec. All right. Uh, He he's, he's hitting the ball. He's, he's taking bags. We know his elite defense. He's having great ABs, man. I can remember at times where uh, last year, where Kaysen, you would catch him just, just being so, uh, uh, just out on his front foot and impatient and swinging at just terrible pitches at certain parts in the year. And, and now it's not, you don't really see that anymore out of him. And then you've got Bobby Pierce out there, man, who's just absolutely locked in. I mean, he has come through time and time again and his defense is so much improved. I know he had the blunder yesterday and everything, but damn, that's going to happen, man. You know, it, it's just, they're college kids. Nobody's going to be perfect, okay? Uh, right. The dude made an error. He comes back up, and and he, he just keeps hitting. So, uh, you know, 
the outfield is absolutely phenomenal, man. It, it's it's electric out there. It's hard for something to fall. I think the only way you can get something to fall uh, is is for somebody to lose it in the sun like Stanfield did. That's how damn good it is. Um, but man, Dustin, you know, starting off Friday night, we kind of looked at this uh, during the middle of the week, and we said, "Hey, look, Tommy Vale." All right, he's got to win Friday night. He's got to give you his all Friday night. And by God, did he, Dustin? I mean, Tommy Vale, let, let's see here. He went five innings, three hits, zero runs, three walks, and 10 Ks, Dustin. 10 Ks, three walks. He he lowered that number. He's usually around four to five walks, like we always mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, giving up three hits, five innings, man. I mean, phenomenal performance all right and then you hand it over to john armstrong tanner bauman tanner ended up getting in a little trouble will has to come in and and really shut the door and close it out and and the auburn tigers pick up a two to one victory all right let that let that sink in a little bit now a two to one victory hey and coop cooper mcmurray okay Koopa Loop, uh, Mr. Big Mac, all right, Mr. Foulpole, whatever you want to call him. We're not in Kansas anymore with an absolute tank to get things started for the Auburn Tigers. I think his uh, back hurts. D- dude, I mean, goodness. <laughs> you know, I was I was gonna <laughs> speaking of that, I was gonna uh, like mint like his mom posted something. Uh, on Twitter and everything, and I, I was about to comment like, "Dude's gonna have to have off-season back surgery." But then I was like, "Nah, maybe you know, like I don't want anybody on Twitter like coming in there and be like, oh, you're down in this guy or whatever, you know." So I left it alone, man. Uh, how about the play of Chris Stanfield? Uh, Cole, Chris ends up getting a base hit. Yeah. Uh, Cole comes up to bunt him over in the eighth, and Cole ends up fouling the bunt straight behind the plate. Mississippi State's catcher, so caught off guard, bro, had no idea Stanfield was going to tag up. And so he makes a hell of a catch up against the wall, all right? He makes a hell of a catch on his knee and then turns around. Stanfield's headed for second. He tries to make a throw to second. It goes off Chris's helmet, bounces over to the 5-6 hole, and Chris gets up and immediately goes to third and swipes third uh, and then puts you in the position for a deep fly ball and who else who else hits the deep fly ball to get him in uh bobby barrels and and he drives an rbi in and that gives you a two to one lead and you end up winning that friday night game man what was your overall thoughts on the auburn tigers performance in game one well you know, like i mentioned in the open just first off standing ovation like you said the tommy Vale. i mean back, it's yeah. back to back it's, it's almost like tommy said Oh, okay. Like now, y'all need me to turn it up. I'll turn it up. So I mm-hmm. love a guy that when the pressure's on, when the pressure's the highest. I mean, every series for us now takes on a huge level of importance. And since since we kind of got to that point through our own doing, but since we got to that point, um, Tommy said, "I'm gonna turn it up," and it looks like the same thing for Herbert Holtz. So that's that's really encouraging. And then on the point about Stanfield, it's just it's just you got to have like having athletes make such a difference, you know, just having yeah. guys that are, that are capable of making that play, having athletes on the base path can make a ton of difference, yep. especially in a one run <laughs> ball game. I mean, it, I mean, you see what it, you saw the difference that it made. So it's great awareness from the freshman and uh, just that whole sequence, the phenomenal play from the Mississippi state catcher, that whole sequence. I looked at my buddy that I was watching the game with and I said, 
isn't college baseball fun? Like, because mm-hmm. both of these teams have to win this series. I mean, both teams are coming in saying, we've got to take this one. And that's why you saw three phenomenal games. Yep. Because everything's on the line for, for two. The records don't show it, but compared to the rest of the nation, two of the best teams in the country. I'm just going to say it. It's SEC baseball. That is what it is, right? Dude, how good are these two offenses? Yeah, Mississippi State's I, got studs. The kid, the, oh kid they got hurt, the kid they got hurt, the pitcher. Yeah, the dude, dome he, kid. Yeah, he was he throwing gas, bro. Yeah, 97. Just yeah. ugh. That that uh that A B where he put it in on, on Stanfield's hands. Yes. Oh, I mean, what a pitch, bro. Like filthy. Yeah, they're good, man. Like the only thing that kills both of these teams is yeah, guess yeah. what? Relief pitcher. It showed full pin. I mean, dude, like Saturday, if we would have pulled that off, that would have been one of the craziest comebacks I've ever seen yeah. in all the sports. Like, uh, there was a Braves-Mets game I went to when I was a kid where the Braves came back down 10-0. to zero. Um, And, again, I was probably one of 200 people in the park at that point. Don't leave <laughs> yeah. the game. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But, uh, but, yeah, man, just uh, Cooper, like, that's five home runs in four games. So, he – I mean, like, like, like last week, yeah. SEC player of the week. So that, that kind of tells you what it was. He just, yeah, I mean, Coop lit it up. Our boy Coop lit it up. And uh, mm-hmm. if you haven't watched it, go and watch our interview with him. He's a great kid, man. He's like, he's a really, he's a nice, he's a genuine dude. Um, talks about his friendship with Caden Green and just how they're kind of over here trying to make a name for themselves at Auburn. So uh, he definitely is, dude. He definitely is. It's hard to ignore it. Like, like you said, foul pole, foul pole. And then in, in game two, Hit a bomb. Um, he, but he's another bomb. But he <laughs> yeah. made he made one hell of a defensive play, mm-hmm. catching the ball that was high, turning around and tagging the runner. And I just mm-hmm. uh I, I I think man, uh some of these scouts that were probably there to watch some other guys kind of may have sat back and wrote down Cooper McMurray's name after this weekend because the, the kid can do it all, bro. He can do mm-hmm. it all. But on Friday night, uh he was a crucial part of it. Just Everybody that took the bump, good job. Like ultimately, when you only give up one run, hell yeah. And then you know, like we made enough plays to to get it done. So uh, we're Friday night. We're Friday night warriors, bro. We're, we're the goons of Friday night. You know, I, I posted a tweet yesterday, and I said I've never seen a team come out on a Friday night or a game one if you if they play it on Thursday night, yeah. whatever, and just absolutely annihilate whoever they play. All right, Everybody. just absolutely beat the piss out of whoever they play. Hey, 10 right. to 1 for Florida. Yeah. All right. Look at what they did to Alabama. It should have been eight to nothing, not eight to four. All right. Just absolutely beat the piss out of whoever they play, bro. And then you come out Saturday and Sunday in game two and game three and look completely lost. All right. I said, I've never seen a team do that. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. Cooper McMurray. I mean, just just absolutely went bananas, and 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 Nate Larue. All right, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Two five one Mobile, Alabama. Love you, Nate. Uh, it's just so clutch, dude. I mean, right there. I mean, God. But he's above one fifty two now, Andy. Yeah, dude. He's starting to hit. He's starting to hit. Like he's he's. Hey, hey, you get me – you keep hitting and yeah. get up around 200, 220, bro. That's all I ask out of Nate, man. That's really all we need. Um, but, yeah, man, look, 
game two, that that was a that was such a heartbreaking loss. It felt like because you were down. What were we down? Eleven to three, eleven to four, and yeah, you get it. You get it all the way back to eleven to ten, and you got Dial at the dish who got rung up on a ball. All right, that ball was off the plate. All right, do you disagree, Dustin? No, I think, uh, and we haven't we haven't done this all year. This isn't like basketball where we had to come in here every single time and be like, oh my God, what was yeah. that? Like, I think that the officiating, at least at least for our games, has been very solid this year. Mm-hmm. This weekend, dog shit behind home plate. Yeah. Dog shit. And, and you know, I said something. I remember Friday night, I, I kind of said – uh, he rung somebody up. The guy behind the plate rung somebody up Friday night for us. And and I was like, whoa, whoa. And I was like, we just didn't get that call. Like, John Armstrong, he didn't get that call last inning. And I'm like, that's low, bro. That's at the shins. And then it's like the strike zone, he just maneuvered his <laughs> strike zone constantly. You know, it would shrink. And then it would go big, and then it would shrink. He would just maneuver it each inning, bro, like hot and cold on MLB The Show. You know, like that's what it really felt like. It, it the the call on dial to me, what it felt like just in the moment, and you know, I am guilty of having orange and blue glasses. You see all the Auburn stuff on my wall behind me. I mean, y'all know me. I'm guilty of it. But listen, that to me seemed like, man, I thought I was about to get out of here. And now if they get one more run, it's going to be 11-11, and I'm going to have to go to extras with bullpens that aren't doing good, and I might be here for another hour and a half. It mm. seemed to me like homeboy wanted to go home. That's what That was my initial reaction. It felt off – it felt – look, I'm not going to sit here and get mad at, at Ryan Dow for not swinging the bat at that pitch. That was a ball. Right? Because, yeah, it was off the plate. It was off the plate, all right? And – he let him know about it too. That's what I like. He let him know. He said, Hey bro. He said, that ball's off the plate. Like that's not hittable. Like if I was to swing at that, it's going to be a weak ground ball or I'm going to pop it straight up in the infield, whatever. Like, like there's nothing I can drive with that pitch. And how do you end a game? Like off the plate, man, it was clearly a ball. And then the announcer then the announcer, he's like, "Yeah, man, it was a clear strike." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? You know, like that ball, that ball was a foot off the plate, man." But you know, just to just to have Case and Hal come up in that situation and hit one off the monster and get to third and and have you in that position to even tie it. What was your confidence level going into game three to even make that comeback? Because I saw some Mississippi State fans, Dustin. They were saying, like, well, I think we have all the momentum because Auburn made that late push, and it was just so heartbreaking for them to lose after getting that close. So how did you feel about it? Um, knowing both teams, knowing how both bullpens already are, mm-hmm. um, when you start a series, I kind of expected 15 to 14 coming into Sunday. I just – I felt like it was going to be a wild game. Mm-hmm. And uh, just and both teams had shown on the first two games the intensity, how important this weekend was to both of them. 
So what we got Sunday is kind of what I expected, like just as close, putting everything on the line. Now I didn't think we were going to get down seven to zero, but <laughs> yeah, um, man. One thing about game two that I wanted to ask you because I kind of disagreed with the pitching decision after Herbert Holtz got pulled. Okay, why go back to Tanner Bauman and John Armstrong? Yeah. After they had just thrown Friday night, I feel I felt like you would save them. But was Butch looking at Saturday as like throwing all the chips in? Because that's kind of how I took it. When I saw Tanner and John in the pen, I was like, okay, we're throwing all our chips in. After Christian just gave us this start of five innings and, and just absolute dominance, we're, we're, we're trying to win today and not worry about tomorrow. Is that how you felt? Yeah, I just felt like Butch was saying, listen, I got to yeah. win a series, and here's my yep. opportunity to do it. And then I, um, a little bit of also probably I'm not trying to waste two good starts from Herbert Holtz in a row. Yeah. And ultimately, you did, and that sucks. Um, but if you quit doing that, then you win last weekend, and then you lock this one up on Saturday, and ultimately you say just say if it ends the same way it did Sunday, then you have a sweep. So, yeah, if you can start – coming in behind Herbert Holtz and locking it down and quit wasting. I mean, he was unbelievable Saturday, bro. And it's a shame. It's a shame that you got nothing out of that. So I think it was a little bit of that too, just like, but ultimately, I mean, the main thing, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. It was just Bush is looking at it saying, dude, here's my opportunity to win a series. I got to win a series. And that bullpen got rocked. Yes. Everybody that come out of there, uh, Bauman, Armstrong, Chase Isbell with, uh, an abysmal performance. I, I, I expect more out of Chase Isbell. Uh, Drew Nelson hasn't been competitive all year besides North Alabama. I don't really care about that. I want to see you in the big moment. Uh, hasn't been there. And Chase also is, uh, at this point, um, a, a, a book on the shelf that's just dust from front to cover and don't really care to clean it at this point. I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's not competitive when he comes in the game. Uh, anytime he throws the fastball over the heart of the plate, it gets hit 450. Uh, the the breaking stuff that it's just not competitive. It's it's pass ball after pass ball um, or a wild pitch, I should say, uh, because uh, it's it's that far out of the zone, man. Like anytime he goes off speed, you know it's a ball. Like it's just not competitive. So. I don't even know why we continue to go down that road, Dustin. So, it you know, it hurt to lose game two because, you know, we kind of talked about possibly sweeping the Mississippi schools, like, and just to get that 11 to 10 right there, we were like, man, you know, yeah, we could just – 90 feet away. Mm, man, 90 feet away from sending it to extra innings. And, and you know, once you come back from that, you kind of feel like you got all the Momo and extras, right? So – uh, that that stung a little bit, but I was positive with Zach going on going on game three, getting on the bump, uh, and we come out Sunday. He gets hurt. It's a struggle bus. Uh, they put up seven. Will Cannon comes in. He gets rocked. Uh, that that was kind of surprising, but they jumped all over him. We're down seven to nothing uh, in the fourth inning, and. You know, the rest is history, Dustin. Cooper McMurray said, hey, how you doing? This is my day. Uh, 
I'm going to hit both foul poles, and I'm going to win SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Nate LaRue down nine to five mm. with a runner on. Bro. Dude hadn't hit a bomb all year, steps up, and a deep drive to left center. Hits a nuke. And you got to – I mean, how good do you feel for, for, for Nate, Dustin? I mean, the dude's been hearing it on social media. Uh, you know, you you listen to the broadcast and like, oh, he's hitting one thirty, and and you know, yada yada yada, and and but he's a great defensive catcher, and and I get people DMing me, and they're like, man, why is Nate still in the game and everything? And I'm like, well, because you know, uh, yeah. you just can't let people have free passes uh, from first, a free ninety feet to second. You, it can't happen. So he's got to be in there, you know. And and let's be honest, uh, who you gonna put there? All right. Yeah, you can put Ike there, but we've seen that, you know, he's just – I don't think that really works right now because Ike's swinging it so well in the DH spot and you don't want to take his legs out from underneath him. And, uh, and, you know, the – if you take Nate out, what else are you going to get? You know, you're going to get the same productivity uh, with not – you know, yeah, less defense, you know, not the same defense back there. So – you know, it, it's 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 Nate until it's not anymore. So, uh, man, how 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 good do you feel for this kid, though? Dude, it's one of the things where, and we talk about it time and time again, where on, on these episodes where we have to get on the team, or I, or I don't even I don't even want to say get on because I don't want to sound like I'm have some kind of authority, but just where we have to say what we saw, and ultimately they lost, so it doesn't sound good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and no, by the way, when that's happened, like we were we were so excited this weekend just to come on here and be positive vibes yep. because we like look, we we know, okay, we do a video of, uh, for Denver Jones commitment and it gets more views in the bay. Like we we know that baseball doesn't drive Auburn sports, yeah. right? But what me and you we we like we legit love this baseball program and we our goal, yes, we have our own goals that we want to try to grow this podcast. But we, we want to cover every Auburn baseball series, put it out there for the Auburn baseball fans, and shine a light on this program. Like, mm-hmm. we care about this program. So when, when we have to do those kind of things, when, when we have to say, like, man, Chase is struggling, you know what I would love to see? I would love to see Chase get it together. When, yep. we, have, when, we, when we have to say, man, Nate's just not getting a hit right now. It's automatic out. Dude, like, when he hit that thing over the fence, I lost it, bro. Almost hurt my damn arm again. Like, I'm jumping around in my sling. Like, just because you see, you see the struggle on his face when he strikes out. Like, you see, like, dude. And then, you know, we talk to people and they're like, bro, like, Nate is, Nate is putting in the work. He's at the facility every day. He's trying to figure this thing out. And slowly but surely, he's not tearing the cover off the ball, but there was a time when he was batting 0.68. And, Right now, I think he's at like 152 or somewhere around there. And yeah. it was kind of one of them things, too, where when he hit that ball, it was like, I mean, I mean you text back and forth, and like, are we going to win this game? Yeah. It was just this immediate feeling of, oh, we're going to win now. And his teammates, they see him every day. So mm-hmm. you saw how excited they were. Just the just the the jolt, man. Like, And if you play sports, you know how it is when you have a guy that's struggling and you're practicing with him. 
you get to the point where it's like, man, I just want to see my boy get it. I just want to see him get it. He's putting in the work. You know he's putting in the work. No one, we say it a million times, nobody wants it more than the athletes, the coaches themselves. To see him hit that ball over the fence, dude, like two five one, stand up, bro. Hell yeah. Like, love it, dude. Love it. So happy for him. And it was super clutch. Like, we yeah. had we had to have it. And I think that that was, uh, in basketball terms, that was that dagger three. And I know we were still down. But yeah. it was just like it was just a shot to Mississippi State. Like y'all, y'all ain't getting out of here with a win, bro. Yeah, man. And and look, you know, Nate does that. Um, we have that bottom of the seventh. You know, we got bases loaded, and and we look to to just really take the lead there. And it's a one run game. We've cut it to nine to eight, and we can't score. And you're just kind of like, oh, you just kind of felt deflated, man. And and it's just. I was like, ah, that was our chance, you know. And then Mississippi State comes up in the top of the eighth, and they add one. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, boy, here we go. Like, we were that damn close. We left people on. We couldn't attack with with the bases loaded, one out. Frustrating, right? And then Mr. Bryson Ware comes up. Hmm. You're down to 10 to 8, the bottom of the eighth. I think there was one out. And what are you doing throwing that pitch belt high to a guy that has hit 16 home runs on the year, Dustin? I mean, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, look, look, I know you throw gas, all right? And that was the the dome kid. And and look – Everything that happened to him, man, with the arm after that happened, like we're praying for him, right? Because you hate to see that. Uh, it's it's terrible. When he immediately started pointing to his elbow, I was just like, oh no, you know, like TJ. It's the worst thing that you ever want to have happen as a as a pitcher, and and especially in his collegiate young career. Um, just the kid just, from Stanford too, right? Uh, Tuesday night, the kid from Stanford. Yeah. And uh, I know his dad. His dad is Travis Frowman, played uh, Major League Baseball. Um, yeah. they're, they're, they're from Pensacola. They're huge and just growing the game around here. I have no idea. He has. It seems like he's got 15 kids that have played D1 ball. But uh, that pitcher from Sanford that hurt his arm. Uh, yeah. He, great family. Uh, their dad, Travis Frowman, if you don't know him, look him up. Had a good MLB career, long career, stayed in the game a long time. Uh, they're very, very, very good people in our community here. So praying for that kid as well. Mm, yeah, man, uh, it's stuff you just you just hate to see. But when uh, when Bryson made contact, man, uh, you immediately off the bat you knew like oh, yeah. if it's if it's fair, it's gone. All right, and and you knew as soon as the camera panned to left field, they panned to the monster. You were like, hey, it's out of here. All right, we're in the lead, and then you go into the ninth, Dustin and Bryson. You know, you have Connor <laughs> Copeland in there, man, a guy that didn't even travel to Tuscaloosa with the team. Butch said in the post game, he said, Connor, come to me in the middle of the week. All right. Connor Copeland, 251 Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. All right. Step Pensacola up. State Pirate. Pensacola yeah. State Pirate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he went to Butch and he said, Hey, man, don't give up on me. All right. I like, I, I still, I want, I want some innings, man. Don't give up on me. I want to show you that I'm ready to compete. And you just seen the the leadership, the veteran leadership from Connor Copeland, you know, and and uh, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't a perfect performance from Connor, 
but he made the pitch to get out of it. Bryson gets caught on a tough hop. Uh, the ball is laying right in front of him. He can't find it. Mississippi State ties it up, right? Man, you go into the bottom of the ninth. Your season's on the line. You're in a tie game. What, 11-all, right? And you have a chance to win it. You got Nate LaRue on base, all right? And Butch said that he didn't want to pinch run for Nate until he got to second base. Mm. So Nate gets to second, and you put Josh Hall in there. So you know once Josh Hall, he pinch runs for Nate, you know a base hit scoring Josh Hall. All right, base hit scoring Josh Hall. And you have Cole Foster with one out coming to the plate. A guy that hadn't got a hit all day, had been just swinging straight through everything, uh, couldn't buy a hit, you know, and steps up and hits a ball into the right center gap. You knew it right off the bat. It was a hit. Auburn wins. Man, what was your thoughts when Cole got that base knock, him stepping up, also a veteran, uh, and, and the leadership that he brings. Uh, what were your thoughts on on that clutch hit and Auburn finally winning a series? Obviously elated. And and just going to, like, just going to Bryson um, booting that ball at third, mm-hmm. I, I think that those that, that whole sequence, him hitting that home run and then him booting that ball is, well, losing it. You know what? I mean, I think it's indicative – it's a perfect sequence to tell you what this team is. Mm-hmm. Like, just what I'm trying to say is if we just clean it up, man, yep. if we just clean up the little stuff, because you see Stanfield make mistakes, you see Bobby make mistakes, and then you see them hosing guys, and you mm-hmm. see them jumping and, and robbing home runs and making a make. Just same thing with this pitching, dude. You see, guy, we've seen Copeland have good outings. We've mm-hmm. seen him. I mean, then obviously it went to a way, a place where he wasn't even traveling. And then he comes out and he puts it on. Clean it up. Mm-hmm. We clean this up. If we get this together, if all these little things that just pick the ball up, Bryson, just field that ball, throw it to first. Coop ain't going to drop it. And then and then we're out of here. Um, ultimately still got it done. So good job. We wouldn't be in that position if you didn't hit the home run. But just if we clean up these little things, man, then – we're going to be a tough out for anybody the rest of the season, especially now with having our backs up against the walls. Cause it, I'm not saying that we've, I'm not saying that we've been like, haven't been playing hard for the, mm-hmm. but like we just seem to have a little something different this weekend. Yeah. There just seemed to be a little bit more fire in the gut. There just seemed to be a little bit more juice overall. Um, and mm-hmm. we're going to need that going forward. And I expect with the leaders we have, and that's why you see a guy like Cole step up, a leader, a veteran, and make that hit, telling the young guys, follow me, man, telling those new guys mm-hmm. like Cooper and Ike and Stanfield, follow me. Let me show you how you get to Omaha. Um, mm. So I love it, dude. I just uh, – with everything on the line, I mean, with everything that this season meant, you had to make those plays. You had to make those at-bats. It would have been very, very easy – down 7-0 on Sunday to throw your hands up and say, here we go again. And 
they decided to go the opposite route. So we're still alive and uh, still, I mean, we got a dude, we have a huge opportunity this weekend. Huge. All right. This is a team that just swept Florida. All right. At home. Uh, this is a team that hits more home runs than anybody in the country. All right. They got a, a national player of the year candidate uh, that can absolutely rake. All right. Their pitching is elite. But you have a chance to go on the road. And what are they, the number three team in the country in the in the latest polls today that comes out? Okay, so and and look, I apologize to South Carolina fans. Say, they still <laughs> yeah, I got on here and I said, hey, you know, I don't know if they're that good. Uh I say, you know, their schedule just could look kind of weak a couple weeks ago before SEC play started. And I was just kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know about them. No, they're legit. All right, they're back. All right. <laughs> they are back. All right. Uh, they're for real. They do it in every phase of the game. They play great defense. They hit. Uh, they they pitch. Their bullpen. I mean, it's look. They take patient at bats. They don't get cheated. They don't swing at BS pitches. Like so, that is one thing we gotta we gotta be ready. We gotta go up there uh, and be competitive. And our bullpen has to show up. If not. Uh, ask Florida how it goes because they walked a slew of people and they ended up getting beat. All right. So, uh, look, huge opportunity. Like you mentioned, Dustin, you go up there, you look, I'm not asking you to go sweep South Carolina on the road. That's not going to happen. All right. I'm not asking you to take two out of three, but you got to take a game. All right. You got to take a game, at least one. All right. Then you get to, then you get to come back to the house and and take on LSU at the crib at Plainsman. That one should be that one should be fucking packed. All right. Yeah. It should be packed. All right. I don't want to see an empty seat at Plainsman Park for the rest of the year. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I don't give a sh- I don't care if we're losing nine to two. I don't right. care. All right. I was once told as a kid, man, you don't pack your stuff up until the final out is made in the bottom of the night or the top of the night, whatever. All right. You don't pack your stuff up until the last out's made. You want to know why? Because anything can happen in the game of baseball with one out left on the table. Anything yeah. can happen. And you saw it. You saw it at Plainsman in game two. All Twice, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's insane, bro. Like, like, come on. And, and, and everybody, another another point that I I want to I want to touch on real quick, Dustin is everybody wants to talk about Mississippi State and Ole Miss's atmosphere. I, man, I really wish we had that atmosphere. You want to know where that atmosphere comes from? It comes from student involvement. Okay, hmm. your student body has to get involved. All right, yep. Alabama can be a baseball state. Okay, we have legitimate baseball talent in this state. I know we love football. I know basketball has made strides. But the student section, the student body has to be involved to have those types of atmospheres. Let me tell you something. What do you think the students at Alec Box Stadium do? What do you think they do? Down there in Baton Rouge, bro, it's a different type of atmosphere. Look at Arkansas. All right, Dave Van Horn got that program out there. They're students, all right? I, I mean, it's insane, all right? But Auburn, you, they pan the crowd at Plainsman, and you see empty seats, six empty seats, mm-hmm. eight empty seats, a little crowd here, 
All right. You go along the first base side, you see a little crowd here. Then you see a lot of the visiting section. All right. Yeah. You you see them kind of infiltrating your, your space, your grandstands. I'm sick of seeing it, bro. Their, their visiting section is down the right field line for a reason. And damn it, that's where they should stay. All right. So for the rest of the year, if you're an Auburn baseball fan, damn it, you bring your people to Plainsman Park and you stay, all right? You stay, you get rowdy, you liven up this baseball team, man. Get behind their damn backs, man, and 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 stop leaving the game early, bro. That, that, it, it ticked me off when I saw that, yeah. Dustin, because I was like, bro, come on. Like, yeah. it, it was the fourth inning on Sunday and people were leaving. Right. And you missed an all-time classic. You missed, I mean, some of the some of the best hitting that Auburn's ever put on. You missed it. Yeah, insane, bro. Yeah, and, and my problem is too. And uh, I'll talk. You know, so like one on, on the empty seat thing, because then after the game they'll tweet out it was sold out. So yeah. like, what it is, it's like, bro, put these tickets on SeatGeek, StubHub, whatever, and don't try to charge me two hundred dollars for a baseball ticket. To a, to, a, to a college baseball game. Mm-hmm. It's 20, 30 bucks, man. I'm already coming from Pensacola or or just or whoever. Like anybody, you know, in Huntsville or Montgomery or just somewhere around that wants to make that drive. Phoenix City, wherever, dude. Like make it if you have season tickets, put them where we can get them. And then don't make it this whole like crazy process where I got to get, you know, because it, it's yeah. a whole thing now, right? You don't just get a ticket no more. It's not just pick the ticket yeah. up at Will Call. God forbid we do something like that. Uh, it's got to be, I got to get my email from SeatGeek. Then you got to, mm. you know, it's all that this damn COVID. Stuff. Yeah, that COVID. It's wild. So like, but <laughs> so I understand like just not even wanting to go through that. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, just on that part, like make your tickets available. Um, give them away. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you've already bought season tickets, just, Hey man, give them to an Auburn fan. That's going to go support yeah. the team or crazy thought. You go, but like yep. anyway. But my, my thing I want to say about this is, um, for one, you laid out all all these other stadiums in the SEC. So there was a time when no one looked at Auburn's basketball program and said they got rabid fans. Bro, if I tweet out one thing about Auburn basketball, I can't look at my phone. And and all I'm saying mm-hmm. is is just that. That's not, that's not me trying to, like, toot my own horn. I'm saying, like, basketball is just the driver right now, dude. Like, people are talking to Auburn basketball. We're nuts about basketball mm-hmm. right now on the Plains. And that's yep. cool, and I love it. There was a time period where that would have sounded like you was on crystal meth if you would have said, man, Auburn's going to be – you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, buddy, yeah. hey, bro, put down the LSD, brother. Like, mm-hmm. y'all don't care about basketball. So, it's possible. And I saw the regional atmosphere last year. Mm-hmm. That's what led to the to, to the boosters and everybody uh, finally saying, and I'm not saying solely, but like they looked at it and said, "We've been talking about these stadium expansion. We've been talking about these upgrades to playing. Let's do it. Look at this atmosphere. Let's do it." And then we all kind of pushed as a fan base. Hey, we we you know we're pretty much ranked last in the SEC in baseball stadiums. Um, let's let's get this thing cranked up a little bit. And the new Josh Donaldson hidden facility and all that kind of stuff that's been coming in. So like. Mm-hmm. For one, you got to have the atmosphere, right? Like right now, they're telling the students basically pull up a folding chair in the outfield. Now, 
some of them are doing it, and I'm sure that's a fun time. You know, they're up on the parking deck or whatever. Put some bleachers out there. Put some party decks out there like in Mississippi State where they can grill, do this, that, and the other. And, and you know, next thing you know, you'll have beach balls and, and beer snakes and, and God knows what. So, like, yep. you got it. So, I think some of that will come with the atmosphere. But, listen, dude, I went to that series for Southeast Louisiana. I went to the Vanderbilt series last year. And I'm just telling you, bro, like, man, you almost feel like you almost feel weird if you're too hype and too loud because the overall yeah. the overall atmosphere is so subdued and mm-hmm. like a baseball game is more relaxed you know like i for example just just as i've got older i've kind of found myself liking baseball more because of the slow pace look i love hockey i love basketball all that kind of stuff you know let's get it get it get it but like there's that part of baseball where it's just kind of laid back and chill and i'm at the ballpark and i do like that but like if it's the fifth inning and they've got a guy on third and a guy on second and we're at a three, two count about to get out of the jam, stand up, mm-hmm. stand up and clap for your guy. Stand up. Helmet man's trying to get y'all pumped up. He's running around leading chance and everything. Follow yeah. helmet guys. Yeah. Lead, like I just, there's just, there's been times when I've been sitting in Plainsman and I'm like, it's two strike. Well, we're trying to get out of this thing. And me and my brother are the only ones yelling. Like, what's going on here? What about when uh, in the in the top of the ninth uh, Sunday? All right, you text me and you were like, "Hey, it's crazy that there's a runner on third in a one run game, two outs, and everybody behind the plate is sitting down. Sitting down. There's nobody clapping. There's nothing, bro. Like, like it's just everybody sitting down. You think that happens in Knoxville? It doesn't, it, dude. Any any SEC baseball game. I mean, when it, when it's a close game, when it's down to the nitty gritty, their whole crowd is standing up, clapping, yada yada yada. We'll we'll have a guy come out, Tommy Vale, and, and just whoever somebody will have a pitch a good game and come out, and I see fifteen people stand up, stand yeah. your ass up, and give the pitcher. In a, do you not know baseball etiquette? Like, and I don't want to sound like I'm a better Auburn fan than everybody. I'm just saying, bro, listen to me. Like, look at what we did for the A&M game with Cadillac. Yeah. Look at the atmosphere that we've put out with ba- – I mean, we've lost two home basketball games in the last two seasons. There's a reason for that. It's tough yep. to win in the jungle, bro, because we're nuts. Yep. The gymnasties and gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for it. Yep. Bring this to baseball, bro. We've been playing this sport for over 100 years. These kids are working their ass off. It's embarrassing to me to see how quiet – the best fans in the country with every other sport decide to just get watch a softball game. We're not that way on the diamond. The softball games are crunk. Mm. Mm. Softball hey. games are, is our height, bro. By the way. All right. By the way. Hey. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. Two out of three. <laughs> hey. Took two out of three in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Kudos to those ladies. Yeah. Love job, that. Beat yeah, man. yeah, man. Uh, and that game three was hype too. I mean, uh, there was there was uh, some emotions there, and and one thing about that little softball uh, series right here before we get out of here, uh, Pat Murphy did a did an interview earlier in the game, and he said, you know, what's crazy about this series is you'll always be remembered if you come up with a big hit or you throw a complete game shutout or you give up one run. And he, he said, if you do something magical in this series, people yeah. will forever remember your name 
and you will go down in greatness in this rivalry's history. And man, uh, th- those girls, shout out to them, dude. I mean, uh, you know, they were doubted at the beginning of the year. All right. Yeah. Some people were saying, like, hey, you know, I don't know if this Auburn softball thing's going in the direction uh, that it needs to be going. Uh, but I want yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were, Dustin, and 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 by goodness, they're they have turned it, they have turned it around, they've gotten it going, they're swinging it, they're pitching, they're playing defense, uh, and and you know they're starting to they're starting to collect some big time victories, man. So kudos to them, Dustin. But before we get out of here, man, I always leave you with your final thoughts, and uh, and the floor is yours, brother. Yeah, uh, we've talked about him probably five times today, so I'm going to give him one more. Hey, Tom Uvale, do your mm. Mason Barnett, bro. Do your Mason Barnett. That's exactly mm. what I see right here. Mason struggled. I don't know if he didn't necessarily struggle, but it wasn't all that at the beginning of last year. And now the kid is he's pitching great in, in the Kansas City Royals minor league system. Uh, keeps doing what he's doing. He's going to get caught up. So shout out mm. to you, Mason. But, like, if you're one of these pitchers on this on this team right now that's in the bullpen or you're struggling – Look at your teammate. Tommy's had bad outings, and now all of a sudden he's getting it together. So let's put all the pieces together, man. Let's put all the pieces together. Let's mm-hmm. quit making stupid errors at stupid times. Let's let's just – you know what I mean? Like just all this yep. stuff, it's always something sporadic, something sporadic. Here we go, here we go. It's all over the place. Uh, tighten it up, lock it up, and let's get this thing, you know, cleaned up and let's get into this tournament because we said this at the beginning of the year. And I want to say this for, for football next year because I got people in, in my mentions about a Robbie Ashford tweet telling me that anything less than eight games next year is going to be disappointing for Hugh Freeze and Auburn. Turn your expectations to a little bit more of something realistic, okay? And for this baseball team this year, making the postseason with as young as we are would be a plus. Yep. You know, maybe let's make a little run in the SEC tournament. Let's make some noise, you know. But it's about gaining experience. Mm-hmm. And still making, I don't want to miss the freaking the tournament. Let, let's still make the tournament, but let's get these young cats some experience. And uh, yeah, like we said, dude, support this baseball team. Like yep. if you if you live anywhere around there, um, do what you got to do. These these remaining home games, even the midweek game, man, get out there and, and support these boys because they need it. And other than that, man, support us. Like and subscribe to the videos. You know we uh. I say it all the time, and we have analytics that we can look at, right? And there is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There's always a chunk of percentages. Every content creator goes through this. There's a large chunk of people that are watching our stuff that aren't subscribed. So yep. if you like us and you're coming back every single time and watching our stuff, just do us that simple thing. We're not going to ask you for a dime. Just hit that subscribe button, man, and you will yep. help us out tremendously. And uh, But we're growing, and we appreciate you guys. Our goal is to get to around five to 600 before football, and then you all know how it is, Auburn football. The content, the views, everything kind of takes off from there. But through this summer, we want to get at least above 500, around six, 700. So when football pops, we can get over 1,000 and monetize. And so all our people that are here with us now and been rocking with us, we ain't going to forget about y'all. When we get to the point to where we have exclusive stuff and stuff like that, we'll remember the day once for sure. We love y'all and appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, Dustin, that's uh, that's good stuff, man. And and one thing I do want to tell all of our listeners and everything is is uh, we're, we will be going outside of the SEC, and we will be bringing uh, on three guys, 247, uh, rivals, whatever, man. We're going to be bringing guys on here for interviews to, to check out other uh, – 
programs around the country, kind of like I did last year before I, I come over to YouTube, before you come on, Dustin, and, and join me with this podcast, man. I was bringing guys on from USC, um, uh, Ohio State. Um, I had uh, Ashton on from Notre Dame. Uh, she was a great guest. I had, uh, man, LSU, Preston Guy from LSU, uh, just so many people like uh, I had uh, the the podcast, one of the Believe in Dogs podcast from Georgia, uh, Corey. He come on. Uh, it, it was it was as cool as could be, man. Just just diving into their programs and and just uh, uh, I had a I had Brian on from Nebraska uh, and talked about Scott Frost and things like that, man. Just diving in to uh to all these other programs just outside of the sec you know maybe you might be a football fan who only watches the sec or only watches auburn but we want to bring you other content to let you see what these other programs are like you know i had on uh i had on joel gunderson from oregon and i i asked him a lot about bo nix you know i was like hey man like are you guys excited for bo i would like to get joel back on here and ask him year two for Bo at Oregon, you know, like how is that going to be? So uh, be looking forward to that. We're going to have some great interviews. Uh, you know, we, we've had Cooper on an interview. We had Mikey Matuk, the LSU baseball legend, man, just, uh, so, you know, Ike Jones from the War Report, you know, I mean, can't yeah, say man. enough about him, all the help that soon. he has done. Yeah. yeah, he'll be back soon. So it's it's constantly growing, and we thank each and every one of you uh, for following. Like Dustin said, if you could, hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell uh, so you will get notifications when we do drop episodes. Uh, it will let you know that we have dropped one, dropped one so you can tune in and check us out. And if you could, always hit the like button. Get in the comments. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, comment anything that you have to say about the game. Uh, you know, who you thought was the MVP. Like we said, Cooper McMurray uh, was our MVP. Uh, let us know anything. Put it in there, man. We would love to hear and interact with each and every one of you. Dustin and I will both be in the comment section, and we will give you our thoughts and opinions. So with that being said, like always, it is War Damn Eagle, and we will catch you on the next one. We're out.